Hey, welcome to the Culture Kings Podcast, the podcast that I don't host. But it is hosted by my good friends Edgar Montplazier and Jockey Snail. Very good guys. These guys are just going to talk about pop culture, sports, you know, a lot of shit. Shit people care about. I don't know how to put it. It's like... Podcast, but like a mosh pit. And if you ask them to stop, they'll start shit. I'm talking sports to politics to back and forth to plead the fifth. And now I'm coming back for more. Bling, bling, really big ring. Basky out with the crowny thing. With the comedians with the clowny thing. So you better bow down as the Coach Kings. I think what's hard for me with Saturday Night Live is not even the show itself, it's people on the internet uh, where they'll be like, Saturday Night Live sucks. And I think like mm-hmm. in high school and college, that was a lot easier for me to take from certain people. Yeah. Because I've never seen them perform comedy live. <laughs> but now when I've seen somebody who I've watched their sketch bomb yeah, yeah. a ton of times and I've watched yeah. them not be funny and I'm like, you want to talk, nigga? Like, yeah. I, I know that if you was up there, you wouldn't be doing any better shit. So yeah. that to me is a very weird place to be in where it's like, you know, if your friend is like, yeah, I hated that. You've never seen them actively try to do that thing. Mm. But to now be in a space where I'm like, this nigga's going to go on about how SNL is not funny and how it's just bad now and how could they do this? When I've seen this nigga's material, yeah, I, I I I come from that school, but I'm also like, it's just the whole industry thing. Like Aaron Whitehead had a very funny tweet about like I'm not gonna take movie recommendations from anyone on Twitter because they're all looking for jobs. That's yeah. the same way as like I very rarely would voice my opinion on like not actively liking something on Twitter. Yeah, because the very real fact that someone could see it and be like, oh, this nigga's never getting hired. No, one hundred percent not, one hundred percent. And like, that's what's uh uh. uh so interesting about seeing like this, like, you know, this dude, I just watched this dude just do a whole Facebook post and people kept commenting on it and he just kept going in. It's about why he didn't in. like it. Yeah. He was just like, they're just trapping Kate McKinnon and they're Who, not even. Who's this person doing? Of person? course I'm not saying this nigga's name. Look, you get bleeped out. I mean, it's, I don't know if you guys nah, know, know who that, that dude is. That is. Yeah. But like, I was looking at it and I was like, this is ridiculous. Yeah. You it, are the most uninteresting. Like I've watched your stuff and it's so uninteresting. So to see. Dude? Uh yeah, oh. and like to see him just go in, I was like, man. Yeah, I mean, I think I feel also that shit happens all the time when it's like, especially when like Harold or Maude season comes around, mm-hmm. and you said people have those like, I should have been on or I deserve this, this, and this, and you're really in the back of your head, you're like, these people are kind of whack. <laughs> <laughs> you know, like there are people that actively deserve to be on those things that don't get it, but like you're probably not one of them. I just don't think anyone deserves anything. I mean, yeah. I get that it's a platitude that we say, and I yeah. think it's a nice sentiment. I get we can recognize someone's hard work, mm. but I'm not of the mindset that anyone deserves anything. <laughs> yeah. It's, also, no one. It's ridiculous. Yeah. The fact that you're alive is truly lucky. Yeah. The <laughs> fact that, uh, like, no one deserves, um, like, to be part of entertainment. You know, it's always no. like, this is like a given. It's like, it's there's completely fortunate. There are so many wildly talented people that you'll never hear of that have never gotten the shot. That quote unquote deserve it just as much as some fucking asshole from your four hundred one yeah. class. I I think the word deserve as a compliment to someone. Mm-hmm. I understand where it comes from. Where it's yeah, like yeah. you're validating that person's hard work. Mm-hmm. Dope. But this idea that when someone tries to flip it and try to be like, I worked hard, thus I should have received this. I'm like, yeah. nigga, if you don't shut the fuck <laughs> up, like, well, yeah, don't... so did everybody. Ain't a single person like, ain't a single person that auditioned for Harold mm-hmm. didn't go into it without like hard work yeah, you know yeah. what I'm saying like yeah, yeah. that's how they got to be there to audition mm-hmm. so it's crazy to me when someone's just like well I worked hard it's like yeah so did everyone a lot of people were like 800 <laughs> people work hard yeah. yeah the only time that I that I give it valid if it comes from somebody who's just not a straight white guy I think that's the only time that I'm like I don't give a shit if you think you deserve it or not yeah even that I'm like everybody works hard Yeah. also do you think that we're biased because we have quote unquote made it through the system no 
Because I'm not out here rich. I'm a poor man. Yeah, I mean, I'm equally poor too. But like, that's one of those things for like the outside looking in. As someone who worked at UCB, like everyone's like, I can't wait to get in there. It's like you don't really want to be in here. Like it's not yeah, much it's different. It's not much different. It's yeah. like you're still poor. You're still yeah. like, and again, I've been rejected. Like I didn't get invited to mess hall. I didn't, yeah. uh, and I don't think I deserved to. I just didn't. When mm-hmm. I was up coming up, I didn't. Uh, I mean, I've never made mod. I've tried, never made it, and like. I don't think I deserve those things. It'd yeah. be dope to get them. It would've been yeah, but, but and that's the perspective flip, I think. Yeah. Well, also it's like being denied is just an inherent part of this industry. It's, like I don't know anyone that's never been told no. And it's gonna happen a thousand more times. Yeah. It's gonna happen on more like legitimate shit. Like you think it hurts to get denied on like some improv shit? It's like <laughs> try getting denied on like a twenty five million dollar project. Yeah, yeah, you know what I'm saying? It's yeah, like it's yeah, gonna yeah. be way bigger. Or like getting denied on Oscar night. Like you yeah. have your script, you have your speech written. It's like no, you didn't and get it. And then all of a sudden, out of nowhere, because the vote split, some random ass person wins it because you and the nigga who also you're just like it's either me or this dude. Yeah. And then some third nigga just walks up and is like, <laughs> like, oh my, snatches it. I have, I don't even have a speech prepared. Are you sitting there with this beautiful, elegant speech yeah. that you wrote about your ready mother? Ready for the Instagram, ready for dying, the yeah, yeah, who's dying of cancer. <laughs> your wife is there sitting there and this nigga's like, I, I, oh my, I don't even have a script written. Um, uh, God, uh, I guess. Uh, uh, and I think my manager like, <laughs> and my agent. You know what's funny about that is uh, our friend Kyle Drew has a very funny perspective on that where he's like, um, he's like, like, you almost... You start to look forward to getting the no because mm-hmm. at the beginning it's just like implicit no. You're like, of I course. didn't hear back. I guess I didn't get that job. Yeah. Now when someone's like, oh yeah, you didn't get the thing, you're like, oh my god, thank you for taking the time to tell me that I didn't get this thing. And it's so true, especially with writing. Is like that's how you find out. Is like months later you'll be like, oh, I guess this show is written. <laughs> yeah. yeah, when you see your friend shared it on like their Facebook, like yeah. I think we both went out for the show um, that. That college humor show, yeah, Troopers, Troopers. It was like you, me, and like Matt Apodaca. Like we were like, hey, did you get it? No, did you get it? No, did yeah. you get it? Mm-hmm. And then like I just saw like someone mention it the other day. It's like, oh, I guess that's who got the gig. That that happens to me all the like so many different packets and stuff like that. I'm like, well, I ain't get and like, but like you said, like it does. It is a very weird thing where like when they email you and they go, hey, we liked your packet, but you didn't get it. I'm like, this is so nice. That's Thank how you. I, that's how I got of, the job at Earwolf. The what? That's how I got the job at Earwolf. They told you no? Yeah, they were like, uh, I interviewed, and they were like, nah, sorry, sorry, we didn't get your job. We offered it to uh, Cody, Cody Fisher. Shout out Cody Fisher, another wonderful uh, producer who's at mm-hmm. Earwolf. And uh, they were like, uh, this dude named Colin was like, hey, um, I really wanted to get you in, but um, she just had more experience, which makes sense because she ran UCB forever. Yeah. So she knows all those people. Yeah. But he's like, I would like to get you in at some point, like maybe maybe in a couple of weeks, and maybe in a couple of months, but I'll let you know. And then, like, a week later, he's like, hey, bro, we got – oh, he didn't say bro, but he's British. But he's like, hey, we have a opening. You want to come and yeah. get this job? I no, like, he said, oh. hey, bro. Hey, bro, come in, get the job. <laughs> I was like, yeah, please, thanks. And then that's how I landed it. It was, was yeah. definitely – it came from a no. And I was like, oh, I guess I'm going to be at this job that I was at. Yeah, previously. and it's, I mean, again, like, I'm not going to sit here and pretend like I'm perfect at rejection or anything like oh, that. Yeah. Like, I mean, I have – you've seen it. I go into my, my deep comas and stuff like that. I think but everyone like, does, yeah. Yeah, I think – yeah, in this industry, you have to get way better at taking it. And, like, I think that's a skill in and of itself mm-hmm. is being able to take nose. Yeah. And, like, something that I've learned from watching the NBA is this idea of, like, percentages. Mm-hmm. And a good shooting percentage, if you think about it, is relatively bad in terms of percentage. Like, a good shooting percentage in the NBA is, like, 40 to 50%. Oh, That's yeah. not a lot. Yeah. yeah that's yeah, actually... Yeah. Very little hit. <laughs> yeah. That's a good shooting percentage. Yeah. It's 40 to 50. Not like 70, not 80. 
Like, the only people who hit 70, 80, 90 are centers, and they only take, what, three, four shots a game? But when you're looking at a good shooter, they're shooting that ball 11, 12, 13 times, and you're only expecting them to hit yeah. 40% of that. That's, uh, I don't know much that means sports, but that's the perfect analogy to what this industry is. <laughs> like, everyone in this room has shot plenty of shots. Plenty of shots. And if we hit 40%, you're like, oh, yo, I am crushing this year. Like, right if I now. hit 10%, I'm in a good, <laughs> I'm having a good day. I'm like, nigga. One out of the ten things I sent went through. I'm fucking chilling. Have you been able to talk about what's been going on writing wise on the show? Or you just... I mean, I can. Why are you interviewing me on my show? Because I'm trying to build a rapport, nigga. <laughs> well, I'm I'm also wondering. Like, I think people think it's just me and you in this room. And what's also crazy is that Jakees is very much so here. I'm here. Uh, <laughs> he I'm looks here like he time. looks at me like I, I feel like I'm about to get yelled at by because my, you're uh, literally interviewing me. And you're on our show. You know, it's I. You know, it's I can't not do it. It's yeah. it's so hard to. Rel- you know what? I'm going to relinquish control. I'm going to try not Nick, to. You never the had it. Me. It's not. <laughs> it's hey, man, hard. Do your thing, man. It's <laughs> hard. I'm just listening. <laughs> That's this is crazy. All right, what was your question, Cody? No, I was going to say because like just the idea of mm-hmm. like I'm relating it all just to the idea of everyone making it or us like getting to the thing that we want to do. And eventually getting to the idea that the goalpost shifting, right? Of course. So, like, you have, we've talked about it plenty of times about how much you want to be a writer. Mm-hmm. And, like, how, like, you're trying to get these gigs and, like, you didn't get these gigs and blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. And then all of a sudden you got that job in New York. Mm-hmm. And then you were there for, like, a month or some shit like that. Mm-hmm. And then you came back and you immediately got a dope-ass job for an animated show that I think that everyone in this room is a big fan of. Mm-hmm. And, like, you're going to go back in for, like, hopefully pitch another show mm-hmm. and that's only been within the span like the last two or three months mm-hmm. so like the ball is rolling but before that like i've known you for three years i've known both of you for like three years there was a lot of like struggling together you know mm-hmm. so now that, that you're here well okay alex I'll, I'll say it this way right like i got that job in new york and i came back here and like i was like well, i don't really have shit like <laughs> like it's it's truly uh like i think that's why we said like it's like 30 40 percent and then that's for NBA shooters, but I think for writers it's like 20, 30, maybe 10, 15. Yeah. And it's like you'll hit a shot and you'll be like, hell yeah. And then you'll shoot three, four, five. Like in between that time in New York to that Carson Network show, it was a lot of stuff that I was shooting and yeah. not getting. And like, so that was also like, I think, yes, those two back to back did feel really good. Mm-hmm. But then again, it's like still not. I like what you said about moving the goalposts. It's like, all right, cool. The yeah. goal is to get in a room. But now the goal is to, like, get in a room for 13, 26, <laughs> 27 weeks. Like, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, like, and something that I learned on uh, the show, I don't want to say the show that I was working on just yet because I want to talk about this lesson, is I remember, you know, I used to foolishly think if I get a writing job, my anxiety is going to be over. Nah. But then I saw the showrunner, I saw the star of the show, and I saw the execs. I met all three of them. And they all had – so when you're a staff writer – on that show, your anxiety is, man, I hope I get my sketches in. Like, I hope, like, for, so before it was like, I hope I get hired. Then I got hired. It's like, oh, man, I hope my sketches get in the show. Like, mm-hmm. I'm, and I was like, busting my ass writing sketches. Then, if you're the showrunner of the show, you're just like, man, I, I hope I'm doing uh, uh, this person's vision because this isn't my idea. Mm-hmm. This is their idea. They trusted me with this. Hope. And then, if you're the creator of the show, you're just like, man. I hope this fucking show gets picked <laughs> up, man. Like, and it's just, and then if you're the network exec, it's just like, man, I hope this show makes a ton of money so my boss don't fire me for yeah. picking up this show. And it's like that shit. Man, I just met with this showrunner like last week, and it's like that. It never ends. Even fucking like the president of NBC 
he still is just like, man, I, I fucking hope my network can finally do something. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? Like that. Even Lauren Michaels probably as secure as his job should be. Yeah, probably still feels some anxiety in some way. Yeah, you can't get caught napping. It's it's like the never ending stress that we all sort of buy. Yeah, into and everyone wa- and everyone wants it. That's what's so fucking weird about it. Like you know, like I'm going back to like Harold Knight, which is like a small example, right? Like everyone wants to be on a Harold team, and you get there, and immediately you're stressed out because mm-hmm. you're just like. The countdown in your head starts until it cuts. Yeah. And it's just like, oh, like, you know, so it's like weird. It's like, yes, it's dope to get things, but it's also just a conti- like that stress. Issa Rae is stressed. And what's crazy <laughs> is that Issa Rae is more stressed than her staff writer. Like, <laughs> yeah. you know what I mean? Because the staff writer's just like, man, I hope I make it. And Issa Rae's like, man, I hope that this money that HBO's giving me isn't going to fucking waste. <laughs> yeah. Like, so it like sucks. that stress yeah. never stops. You're like representing like all of black. <laughs> yeah. black comedy yeah. on your shoulders versus like an improv I think there is a point where you can get to it where you're not stressed out or if you're like on like a graduated like oh, if you're on yeah. like a weekend show I gave like, up so I don't, I don't know it's, if you're on a weekend show stuck. I don't think you care because it's like I got this show I'll show up I'll do improv Yeah, but I think like for television it's interesting where the higher up you go man, I think that stress multiplies because oh. there's so much more shit that you yeah. have to take care of yeah I um, I uh, I sat in there's a dude named Scott Armstrong who's a dope dude. Yeah, um, I know Scott. Um, and But he used to run this show called Dice On Showtime. And he one day just sent me a text like, hey, you want to come through and watch me? Like, I think it's called Spotting a Session, where basically you watch a whole episode and like you make sure everything is up to snuff as far as like his taste goes. Mm. So like we're watching an episode, and he's like, all right, stop. And like they, the editor stopped. It's all right. Uh, this this music sting that when they next to the car, like the hi-hat's too high. Can you just like bring that down or can you just like – change that like the guitar is a little bit too bluesy can you switch, switch that out and i'm sitting there thinking like this dude is this stressed about music stings for like andrew dice clay walking from his apartment to his car because if that music sting is trash the first thing the first person that they're gonna blame is they're gonna say at scott Armstrong. exactly yeah you so whack nigga you so like <laughs> that's the first it's crazy and what's crazy is that if it works well they go yeah. man andrew dice clay is so fucking yeah he's funny. so fun he's back <laughs> Andrew, yeah. the Andrew, the dice made but it back. Nobody blames. Uh, no one gives a show on the credit when the shit's good. Yeah. But like, yeah, I mean, because he knows that that's what's gonna happen. It's like he's gonna get an email being like, "Why are critics like?" That's why he's stressed about a fucking hi hat. Yeah, I mean, I'm with it. Like, I can't wait to get to that point where I'm stressed yeah, you about want shit that like stress. That. I think I do. I think we all want that. Whatever our end goal is, we want that version of that stress. I guess. Maybe I'm just speaking for myself. I mean, I want it. I do want it, but I, I think more so what I'm realizing that I do want is I want to develop other people's shit and walk mm. away. I feel like Larry Wilmore has the most gangster job <laughs> in Hollywood right now, which he's literally just walking into rooms and being like, yeah, do this, do this, do this. I bet. Gotta go. And yeah. like, he's like, just did it with Issa's show, and now he's doing it with a Quinta. Quinta, right? Yeah. Yeah, he just developed that shit. He's going to get a creative by credit, and then he's going <laughs> to walk away and do it to another person. I think that's the idea, the ideal use of someone's like gatekeeping prowess and, yeah. and power because i think i don't know if we talked about it before but the idea of like i i know for myself like all my gatekeepers have been extremely cool white dudes mm-hmm. and like i definitely wouldn't be here if i wasn't co-signed by those extremely cool white of course. dudes i used to joke with a uh, zucker where i was my friend zucker and i'd be like uh you know what every white every, behind every black man is a white man who gave him a shot <laughs> and uh if you play your cards right you could be that white guy it's and- true though like it's true like i'm trying to like i had like I had uh, Dave Willis and Casper Kelly at Adult Swim when I was there. And then when I moved to L.A., it became Matt Walsh and Scott Armstrong. 
And now that I'm at Earwolf, it's been this dude, Colin Anderson. Mm-hmm. But, like, they've all been nice enough to give me the shot. Yeah. But I definitely want to get to the point where, like, it's other black people giving people the shot. Like, hey, yeah. I have the power to, like, if I have the power to, like, have to greenlight a pilot, I would like to bring one of you, like, whoever in to, like, do the thing. Yeah. To be in that position to, like, to uplift black, black well, and brown people. Well, what I'm seeing is that the person that I need to be giving shots to, and I'm not saying this for credit, and like I don't because I'm, and don't give me credit on it because I haven't truly been doing it yet. Mm. Is black women specifically? Oh, yeah. It's like that's a person that like it. It they're they're hardly ever getting cosigns. Yeah, and like I should be. I mean, my friend Talia yelled something at me that makes me think a lot, which is like she said, "Do you think?" a black female version of you would be as successful as you are. And again, I'm not that successful. And mm. I told her, I was like, hey, yo, I'm not that successful. Mm. I'm still poor. And she's like, well, she'd be poor. And, and that really <laughs> made me think. And it did make me think because yeah. like, I thought of a couple people at UCB who I think have very similar sensibilities to me. And I'm like, I do see how people be treating them. Yeah, we really we really only get like Donald Glover and I don't know who Could else. a black female Donald Glover exist? Yeah, I think the closest you get is like, what was her, she used to write for The Daily Show? Jessica Williams. Jessica Williams. Maybe. And she ain't walking around with no Atlanta. And yeah. I'm not trying. And again, yeah. you can say these things without discrediting yeah. Donald Glover's work. Yeah. Like, I, I think yeah. Donald Glover definitely worked hard to get what he wants. But I do think that, and again, the show that I worked on, I can't really say what it was, gave me a big insight into that, into where I could see how a black woman was treated by a television network. Oh. And it blew my I gotta pick mind. your brain when you're not rolling on this. To it blew my mind. Info. I was like, oh man, this shit's this shit's. It was very embarrassing for me because I felt like I was a white person who had just heard of like slavery. And I was like, oh my god, <laughs> they treat people differently. Yeah. This is a. Did you hear about this? <laughs> I was like texting Lacey. Have you heard? <laughs> and yeah, and she was like, yeah, nigga, I know about. It. I was like, oh. <laughs> they care about how she wears her hair. This is crazy. <laughs> and she was like, yeah, and I'm like. They think that she can only act in certain roles. Did you know that? He's like, yeah, nigga. I've been out in these streets. Yeah. <laughs> it truly, I felt embarrassed by being like, oh, what do you mean she can't act that way? <laughs> what? <laughs> Jaquise is still on the episode, everybody. If anyone is wondering. I just have nothing to contribute to this conversation. Oh, well, I, we can pivot. Oh, you don't have to. I'm listening. Sometimes people listen, right, and that's a good thing, guys. Give me an opening. I didn't want to feel I felt bad. Not oh, that's not you. Cookies. No, I can stop feeling. You don't want to feel bad. I'm listening to y'all. I do because this has been a fucking crazy day for me. Well, not that that crazy, but I've done like two other podcasts before this. Yeah, which was it was always fun doing shows, but like I have actively listened to the show outside of actually working on it, so that I actually enjoy. Yeah, what show. is that experience for you? And also, no one knows who the fuck you are. Oh, uh, yeah. but what is that experience like for you listening to something that you've worked on? Yeah, we should probably introduce you at some point uh, because people have heard your voice very briefly, very briefly on this episode. But you are now officially a guest of the episode, so we should probably say who you are, Cody Ziegler. Oh, there you go. Felt good. I, I can felt- breathe again. I feel Oof. I feel like we sh- we need like we need Carl's entrance uh, introduction of you because he always introduces you very <laughs> wildly. Yeah, very like well. Big Zig, number one Big Zig with the wig. Yeah, Cody Zig. Yeah, that's my yeah. impression. We'll add that drop in. Maybe <laughs> Carl, do it. Hey, come on, yeah. Carl, do it. We'll uh, call Carl and get a voicemail. <laughs> Give it to Dan and he'll put it. And he'll drop in it in with his musical scores. It's yeah. not. I mean, it's cool. Like I don't know. It's weird. Like it was definitely weird at first. 
Because like it's like when you make something, like because mm-hmm. you were there from the beginning, like, mm-hmm. and you you guys did most of the work. I was just like sort of putting it together, but it was mm-hmm. like oh. It's like passing your baby off to something. Like if you made a tea, like yo, if, yo baby. Well, because I, I, I got a, I own a fingernail. I own a little bit of it. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Do you imagine a dad saying that to like a woman, being like, "Yo, I, I kind of, I mean, that fingernail, that's mine." Like, right? We could agree on that. <laughs> this. Is, I'm sure there's some trash ass niggas out there. Like, oh, I saw that he's about to get on this this professional NBA team. Yo, yeah, he's speaking of trash ass niggas. I saw this shit. On Twitter, I don't know where it's from. But these two is a black guy, a black woman at Applebee's, and <laughs> I'm already into it. This the woman who had the check, and she was trying to give it to the husband. She's like, or not the husband, to this man. She's like, "Come on, pay for this, pay for this." And he's like, "Well, I gotta pay for it. I took my daughter here, and you just showed up. <laughs> <laughs> you just showed up. I ain't paying for you. I'm just paying for my daughter. <laughs> I ain't paying for it." And she's like, "Come on, nigga, don't be like this." Is this a real thing? Yeah. Oh, that's wild. And one of the friends, like one of the friends, started recording it, and he's like, "I just paid for my daughter. I'm not paying for you." And I'm like, "Dude, this is really trash." I uh, I can't fathom being that big of a trash nigga, but especially being in, in public where people can like where everyone's looking at you yeah. doing this. It's like I'm setting the culture back by at least three years, and it's like. Uh, I don't know. That's uh, I, that video did sadden me, but it's also very funny to watch. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Uh, uh, going, I guess going back to your earlier point, like I don't know. It's it's it was weird at first, but like I genuinely like the show, and it's also like you guys know what it's like. Like all of our friends have some sort of podcast mm-hmm. in some form. It's like, oh, I don't have necessarily time this week to hang out with them. Like this is me hanging out with my friends. That's how I view it anyway. Mm. It's like I don't have. Nec- I mean, I see. I guess I see Matt Epidaka every day, but. Like, I listen to his podcast, Kenny Ditter. It's like, I don't see Iffy that much, but it's like I'm hanging out with Iffy mm-hmm. and, and Matt. Mm-hmm. You're doing a lot of good shit over there. Thanks, man. It's I've been super lucky uh, in that I ended up working for, like, one of my favorite shows, which shows this racist. Mm-hmm. And really, Andrew and Tani do. They're, they're so good at, like, breaking down. I mean, you guys do it, too. Like, you know how difficult it can be to, like, break down, like, terrible shit that affects, like, a lot of majority of the people in the country? Yeah. And also doing it in a way that's, like, Lighthearted and fun, but also makes people that aren't marginalized think about it in a way. Yeah. And like they're very good at doing that. And like it's been super lucky in the fact that I landed on that show that I've been listening to literally since it started. So like I already have a rapport with them. And like the other shows that have been given have just been shows by famous people. So yeah. it automatically like my, uh, my, uh, my stock seems bigger than it actually is since I didn't develop those shows. Like, hey, my first day, they're like, hey, you're going to do this show with Jonathan Van Ness. I was like, okay, cool. I know who this dude is. And then I found out that he's like a famous person. Mm-hmm. And then they were like, last week, they were like, um, all right, you can do this show with Scott Ackerman and like PFT and Lauren Lapkus. Like, oh, okay, sure. Like, I didn't do any other work. Like, I didn't pitch it. And develop it. There's like here, here's the show that you're going to be doing now. Mm-hmm. So like, it makes my stock look better. And the fact that I'm yeah. just being co-signed by like famous white people. You're, you're failing upwards. <laughs> yeah, I truly am failing. Like legitimately failing upwards. I don't yeah. know. Sh- like you even in a white man's life right I, now. Yo, my nigga. Real talk. I am like <laughs> even when I got this job, I was like, I don't know shit about producing. Like at UCB, it's like so much different. It's like yeah, Matt Walsh likes it. It's done. Like that's it. Here, like you got to deal with like, you know, you're like Atlanta people that mm-hmm. do their whole things and like specifics mm-hmm. and shit and i was like i can hit record and i can do that yeah and now at earwolf has been like actually producing like coordinating like kind of like how it's similar like film production almost mm. where you're like oh i have two people that are going to be in london i need to make sure that they have every single thing that they need to have for their show to go and also i think i was hired because i very blatantly said in my interview like i'm tired of making podcasts for white people and they're like, all right, cool. What do you want to do? I was like, I want to make shows that, like, I want to develop shows with black and brown people, specifically, like, women, not just, like, 
my black and brown dude friends mm. and they were like really into that shit so like since i've been there my whole thing has been like booking like as many black guests as i can on like i mean yours is racist easy because like we very rarely have white people on but like trying to book black and brown guests on like um like uh getting curious i mean freedom is not really a guest heavy show but like trying to make it seem like just kind of veered towards mm. like just not just like the white comedy dude voice which we guys have been inundated with like since we've been out here like you of know course. we all know that voice that's the standard voice yeah mm-hmm. and it's just like that that's been my job like and that's the thing that like as i've gotten older i definitely have not like what when i was first like sort of coming up i was very like meek like i wouldn't like voice my opinions if something was like touched me the wrong way mm. but now i'm at the point now where like i truly just do not give a fuck um like i had uh one of the the eps was like hey here's our list of guests um, how does it look to you? I was like, the the guest is list is fine, but like it's all white. I was like, you need to add in at least Ego Rodem and Carl Tardin, and like like I I'm just not going to co-sign a list that just says all of our white guests. Like that's not what I came here to do. And they're like, mm. all right, cool. But like two years ago, I never would have voiced. You would just flown with. Yeah, it. Like, oh yeah, sure. That's that looks great to me. Send it. Sounds good. Send it on. Um, I think it's what one of the, changed. I think confidence. Like I think one landing out here and truly hanging out with a um, majority like black black and brown people that were on the mm-hmm. same wavelength like like where I'm from like I'm from like uh Winston, I'm from well I'm from Walnut Cove North Carolina and there's not Say a lot name again it's so I have an accent it's Walnut Cove North Carolina I thought you said Wanaco that's how it Wanaco Cove is how I pronounce it if I was just using uh, my accent but like it's, we have things like that in Texas like Waterburger yeah yeah exactly it's just, mm-hmm. yeah it's uh the dialect but I was one of like you know, there was maybe 30 black people at my high school. And of those 30, maybe a dozen of them weren't related to me in some form or fashion. Like second really? or third. You related. went to like that? You were from, you're from that kind of town? Yeah. So like the, I'm for the Wait town. Wait a minute. Uh, they weren't related to you? Well, yeah. Like, so maybe a, like, so and like, you know, second He's or third said, cousin. So that means that a majority of them were related to you. Yeah. If like 30 and only less than 12 are not related to you. Yeah. But it would be like second or third cousin. That's still yeah. wild. Yeah. That's crazy. <laughs> it's 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 one of those things where so the town I'm from, it's uh it's in a county called Stokes County, mm-hmm. and there is uh, a family called the Harristons, which became the Harrisons. They were like uh, this Scottish Irish white family and they owned slaves. And they had of course, but they had um the largest some of the largest slave owners in the South at some point. I think they had like Ten twenty thousand slaves. They were on that Forbes list. Oh, they were definitely on they the old the, white they folks. Were on the, yeah, the old, they were on that slate Forbes list. Oh, top were, ten, top ten slave they had, owners. They had numbers. They had bodies. <laughs> <laughs> they had bodies, and it went from like Tennessee, North Carolina, South Carolina, into uh, into like a little bit of Georgia. But those main families, they became like clans. So the, the Harrison clan, the Goolsby clan, the Low clan, and like maybe one other. But like all those people were only spread out. And like the county's not big, so it's like imagine like three or four clans sort of spread out over like three or four small country towns. So like mm-hmm. you're related in some form or fashion. That's wild. Yeah, it's it's crazy. Mm-hmm. But I bring that up to be like I was definitely that weird kid. And mm-hmm. it was you know, I was like really into metal and guitar mm-hmm. and anime and into like comedy. I remember when um what was uh the Bluths uh Arrested Development came out. I would tell all my friends, you guys gotta watch your brother's investment. It is like, shut the fuck yeah, up. Yeah, like Cody. shut up, nerd. Shut up, you fucking dork. I'm like, okay, I'm gonna go back to watching Dragon Ball Z. Shut the fuck up before I tell your mom. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But like that was so that was the environment, and like it was definitely white spaces from then up until like maybe grad school. Like I went to Savannah College of Art and Design and studied film. That's where I met um 
some people that we know, Tristan Hill, Kyle Drew, like that's where I got like my core group of like black friends. Mm-hmm. But when I moved out here, like you're really sort of on your own. Like if you don't live next to someone in Los Angeles, like in the same neighborhood, like you're not going to no see No one's going to fucking hang yeah, out. Yeah, exactly. So like I landed at UCB and I think I met you like maybe my first week here, like yeah, you were an intern there. Yeah. And um, at Bangarang. Yeah, at Bangarang. Yeah. I remember my our friend Katie introduced us to each other. Mm-hmm. So like, all right, cool. Like I'm not the only black guy that likes old comedy and like- I think I met Jacques maybe like a couple months later. I think he came in and did like a rock impression for some podcasting that I was doing. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So, all right, cool. So, there was at least three of black people. And like, and of course, like I'd, I had heard of white women through podcasts, mm-hmm. but like I think I don't think I've met any of them yet. Mm-hmm. So, like, I think meeting like all you guys and like all those folks and linking up with like Ego and Lacey and like Lorraine DeGraff and right another great black weirdo out here and like seeing people that can like do the thing and also like seeing how truly like different but also funny and like genuinely talented those group of people are. I mean, yeah, obviously Ego's on Saturday Night Live. Cartart's killing this thing. Like you guys are crushing uh, culture kings in your own different ways. I like that you it sounded like you were telling it in tears of talent. I I realized that like halfway through I was like, man, I gotta uh, so, fucking yeah, recover right, myself right now. But that's fair though. Carl's yeah. But you know what I'm saying? Like we're all <laughs> doing fair. vastly different things. Like Carl's a writer. Like he's not I mean, he's, he's more than a writer. He's like a he's a he's a triple threat. Yeah, he's a but you know what I'm saying? Like we all we can excel at vastly different things that up until that point had to me it just been like comedy bang bang like oh you have to be like a jason i don't know some you have to be, have like, to be a, like a rock star to get on yeah that show. so yeah. seeing someone that looks like you achieve that you know, that shit's attainable like, yeah yeah i think like and not even in a, in, a, in a like not even in an offensive way no like, no like no. oh shit i can learn yeah. to be this great i can do that kind of like of what's that dude's name like ja jamuki white uh jabuki jabuki white. yeah right. i remember mm-hmm. he, he said he ran into like donald glover he's like oh I didn't know that I could write comedy until I saw you yes. on 30 Rock. Like, I have the mm-hmm. same way. Like, I worked at Adult Swim. Like, I was one of, like, four black people in Atlanta, mm-hmm. which is, like, the blackest city yeah. in which that is, office. I mean, you got to be trying at that yeah. point. And, like, I remember we were on set. One, I mean, this is what kickstarted all this shit. I, we were on set one day, and we I worked on a show called Your Pretty Face is Going to Hell, mm-hmm. the second season. Mm-hmm. And there was this bit. Uh, so I was a director assistant. So, like, I was there from Soups to Nuts beginning to end. So, like... I was there with all the scripts were coming in. Like, say, is that a is that a very popular phrase? It's a it's an old white people phrase. Soups to nuts. From soup to nuts. And does that mean like from beginning to end? Yeah, I was like, because you start off with soup, mm-hmm. then, then you get, get to like salad, then you get yeah. to your main course, you get to dessert, and then you maybe have some nuts after. Yeah, from soup to nuts. Yeah, some okay. soup to nuts. So like, I was there when like the first nuts as after dessert. <laughs> that's, I think that's, that's what, what I'm hey, saying, Jaquise. Hey, Why? I didn't make the phrase. All right, <laughs> this nigga said from weird. soup to nuts. Look, that phrase kills in white rooms. Like soup to cake. Yeah, exactly. From like soup to like soup to ice cream. Yeah, what's the nut? Or like are nuts? the nuts on the ice cream? Look, I hear your pitches. I have your pitches are heard. They're validated. Yeah, right. I, I don't even want to hear your take anymore. Let's just talk <laughs> about this soup to nuts. Let's unpack. Thing. Sorry. So you start off with like a cream soup, and then you okay. end with like some peanuts. I don't yeah. know. So like, what kind of cream in the soup? Like, because you want the soup to be light, right? Because uh, you don't want to start off with a yeah, heavy. You don't soup want a heavy because you got a whole entree. It's probably honestly you've had to. Bet probably more broth than anything. More broth than anything. Yeah, that's you fair. don't want to get like. A, so then, what are we talking about in terms of entree? Ooh, this is, I'm going to guess is like a 1950s type of dude. So mm. probably literally like a T-bone steak with like peas or some okay. shit on the side. Well, who pea? Peas. Peas. <laughs> yeah, so your, a couple your homie. Yeah, you yeah. got always a T-bone steak with your homie pea. Uh, <laughs> he did say pea. I just he didn't did hear say pea. <laughs> it's my. It's, hey, I'm very good, very comfortable. So it's my southern accent coming out. And then. Then after that, you just kill this T-bone steak, yeah, and you have some nuts. Probably, I mean, like, 
Probably coffee and nuts. If I had to guess, coffee, coffee and, nuts. and nuts. I see like that's what white. I feel like you're that's making what, this worse. Hey, we I, know a lot of white people, and I have never heard of that. Hey, <laughs> next time you see Nick, ask him. He's like, "Who told you? Who told you my secrets? <laughs> Who told you the white man's yeah. secrets?" All right, cool. I want you, you to probably want to go ahead. No, no, no. You you're about to do the same thing. Yeah, uh, Cody, I want you to finish your story, but you should finish it after the break. We'll be back. Okay, you finish the soup to nuts and you're on set. All right, yeah. So I remember reading the script. There's this bit where, so for those who don't know the show, the idea is it's basically like the office in hell and everyone's demons and they have to like get souls to please their boss, Satan, who is like their manager. Mm -hmm. So like they'll do different things in each episode. And this particular episode, it's one of those things where- What show is this again? Your pretty face is going to hell. It's like a bureaucratic, it's like if hell was a bureaucratic system. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And like Satan is just one of different types of like Lucifer's and all yeah. that type of stuff. Yeah. So there was one bit where there's one episode where they bring in um, a magician and like the whole thing. He's like a Chris Angel type where in the script they bring this this old dude up and he's like, uh, tell me something that you would normally tell each, tell people. He's like, uh, uh, I, I, I sleep with underwear or whatever. He's like, tell, you, you don't like women, right? And he's like, I hate women. So like. He gives like he splashes his magic wand or whatever, and then he gets breast. He's like, "All right, now like I guess that's their call to like social justice or whatever." He's like, "No, no, let me know. Like you don't like black people, right?" He's like, oh, "You know, I can't trust all of them." And then like he poofs him, and like his head turns black. So in the script, I'm like, "Oh, we're gonna bring like a green screen, and like we'll bring in like probably like just some random like central casting actor to be, like the black head, and like that'll be the thing." Mm-hmm. But we show up day of, nah. and it's a dude in blackface oh. with like kinky wigs. And like my kinky wig, the kinky wig, yeah. And my job, not only as the director's assistant, was to do their thing, but also I was doing all the BTS behind the scenes photo. Uh, So, like, my job was to take photos of things that were happening. So, like, I was sitting there watching this and, like, no one's saying anything. And, like, my job literally is to take photos. So, like, I have to watch what's going on. And, like, no one, no one flagged this during the production and being like, hey, we shouldn't have blackface, or at least we shouldn't have blackface written from the perspective of white people because they're just not going to get that joke it's not going to land because it didn't land like you're sitting there like watching this thing and like this isn't funny to me like i'm not going to watch the show so like watching that is what kickstarted the whole idea of being like i have to be that person that says no whether or not i face positive or negative consequences and that's a dangerous position to be. oh it's fucking terrifying because you know you could become the person where it's like well we don't want this person around because they're they're too woke or whatever. Like they can just yeah, get they're... rid of you because they're just like you. All this person does is stop the fun. Yeah, like you don't want to be the fun police. And like those two directors are dope guys. Like Casper Kelly. Like I haven't talked to Dave that much, but like Casper Kelly. Like he did too many cooks. Mm-hmm. Um, if you watched Mandy, he did a very small segment in Mandy with like the cheese nice. goblin. Nice. Like I, like he'll still like read my scripts. Like he'll he'll promote my stuff. Like he's been one of those cool dudes that have helped he's me. A real one. He's a real one for sure. But like we didn't have the relationship then for me to be like. To be quote unquote the fun police, like hey, yeah. this isn't reading right, or like also I was their assistant, so like no one's gonna listen to me anyway. Man, they slapped the shit out of you. Yeah, they're like I'm out of here. We gotta get another one. So yeah, that's that what. Yeah, yeah, that sucks. Uh, and what show is this? It actually aired on television. Yeah, second season of Your Pretty Face is Going to Hell. I haven't it's watched Adult Swim. It's Adult Swim. So like Adult Swim. The, the, they can get away with a lot there, yeah, you know. I mean, and uh, I mean, and no one's watching. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, a lot of people are watching. But yeah, no one's wa- like it's not like on um, broadcast television. Yeah, yeah, it's right. like eleven minute show that will air at like twelve fifteen. Connecting your last two points, speaking about like seeing black people and feeling validated, uh, going to the Adult Swim Festival, and 
I mean, I knew that black people were going to be there because of the the artist, mm-hmm. but to see the amount of niggas there that like clearly fucked with Adult Swim, oh, there were a lot, gave me life, bro. Oh, that's wild. Like to like watch, uh, like well, one thing that was weird about the festival was like if you got there ahead of time or in between the acts, they would have episodes mm. playing on the screen, yeah. and I'm sure when they thought of it, they're just like, yeah, we always had these episodes playing while people are transitioning, but people wouldn't transition; they would sit down mm. on the floor and watch episodes of a show and i was like man i paid all this money to just watch it you could have won on adultswim.com but like you'll be seeing like black people there and they like knew all the words they knew all the jokes and i was like this is so dope because like you know the thing for me is like being like a black weirdo and of course that's not the only way to be black all the stuff uh we checked all those boxes we control multitudes yeah Yeah. and like so like to see others there i'm like man this is so tight you could like see it in their faces that they love the festival they're so Mm -hmm. there for it and being like dope like this weirdness isn't only a white thing. Like, white yeah. people don't have to, especially because of a lot of that weird white space, alt white space borrows a lot from black culture. Yeah. That's a whole nother conversation. But, like, to see it, like, all these dudes so excited, all these women, and there were so many black women there. And they, that was also very tight, was like seeing, like, you know, a girl rock a, like a Rick and Morty, like, oh, yeah, cosplay yeah. outfit. And you're just like, oh, for real? Okay. <laughs> we out here. Uh, but, like, that, like, that was very, very fucking cool to see. It sounds like it, I mean, it's I... weird, though, because, like, yeah, that that is definitely cool, but there are certain things that I feel like that isn't as... Like, I went to a, I went to a Mickey Mouse 90th birthday celebration yesterday, mm-hmm. and I feel like I would get made fun of for that as a black person. Absolutely. Oh, yeah, because so, I don't know, too. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, you know, like, being black and weird isn't necessarily... Revolutionary. Revolutionary. It's not even that weird. Uh, and we always preach, like, oh, man, let's let people like their shit until it's something that you don't like. Yeah. So, yeah. like, like that's, which is whack. Yeah, yeah. But... Do you think, well... For me, my Mickey Mouse thing isn't because you're black. Well, no, no. I mean, I, I know, but like, do you ever feel like have people like? I mean, I'm pretty sure they have, but like, which hurts you more? I guess is my question. When someone be like, "Come on, nigga, you too old for this shit," or when it's like you're black, you shouldn't like this shit. Uh, I don't know. I don't know if necessarily any of it hurts me, but or I would probably you. say it annoys me, like the you're too old for this, because mm. I've been getting like the black thing most of my life. So mm. that doesn't really affect me anymore. Because you're rocking the Mickey Mouse um, shirt right now. I am. It's oh, one yeah. of my favorite shirts. Uh, so that doesn't really affect me that much anymore. But, but the, the too old like, for this shit. The too old for this shit does. When I'm like, all right. We're I all going to die. <laughs> I guess well I happy. am. Like, yeah. that's yeah. cool, I guess. But, uh, but I don't, yeah. But, but to go off what you were saying, like, like that, I have that same feeling. Like yesterday when I went to the thing, uh, it was a lot of black and Hispanic people there mm-hmm. too. And I go to Disneyland a lot, and it's mm-hmm. a lot of like people of color there. And I'm yeah. like, oh, this is dope to uh, see them all yeah. being into to the see thing. and yeah. to seeing a lot of adults there and seeing people like having fun and shit like that. Like that's yeah. dope to me because, like for me, that is my thing that people like don't that I don't see that much of. Yeah. But then again, like, I'm sure there are a whole bunch of black people or people of color who say the same thing, like, oh, yeah, yeah, Disney. Yeah, of course we like Disney. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, but, you but, know, there's this other thing that I like that somebody else doesn't like. It's, so it's, it's, it's weird how people it's can make... circle. It's weird how people can make you feel so self-conscious about things that bring you pure, unadulterated joy. 
yeah. like things that really make you happy that have no negative impact on yeah, you. Yeah, you're not hurting anybody. You know what I'm saying? Like yeah. if my Disney addiction or if my adult swim addiction was hurting somebody, by all means, stop <clears> me. But if I'm out here just living life, having fun, like, you know what I mean? Like yeah. the kind of shit that we let people be into that does hurt people. Yeah. Like, you know, hunting or <laughs> yeah. uh, uh, um, gun culture, gun culture yeah. or, yeah. you know, uh, or just hate UFC, whatever. Mm. But like, uh, I mean, that's in my bag. But like, uh, it's wild to me that we're just like, nah, you can't like Mickey Mouse. You're a black guy from mm. Chicago. You can't yeah. like, I it's get like, that a lot. I think it's because also just the idea of visibility. Like, like, the, the, like when I think of Disney, like classic Disney, I think of definitely like. You know, you see those old sweatshops where it's like 30, you know, 30, 50 year old white guys at animation tables and like maybe one white lady there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Whereas like now they're like, they don't realize that most of this animation is probably shipped overseas to like Korea. Whereas like brown people are like actively making these things that people enjoy. You know, mm-hmm. I mean, one of the OG animators from Disney is a black guy. Uh, oh, he yeah. He came to my yeah. school. What's his name? Really? What's yeah, his name? He, I can't remember his name, but he came to my school because he was boys. With my school's president's husband, mm-hmm. but like he came to my school and talked to us, and I was like, "That was another moment where I was just like, oh man, black people are really in these spaces." And he was talking <laughs> to us about like, and he was like passionate about it because yeah. he he came to our school and like talked about us, and then he started crying because he was talking about how like Disney's a is abandoning two D animation, and we want to make a movie so we can prove that two T. And he was like crying, and then that, for me, I was just like, come that's on, funny, man. yeah, hey, come on, man, like you ain't need to cry about this. But, <laughs> But, like, to see his passion and stuff and yeah. be, like, you're yeah. an accomplished person in your field and you were the guy at yeah. Disney for animation. I can't uh, – someone, if you know his name, please hit me up on Twitter. But, like – and, like, he like had worked on, like, all those 2D shit, Lion mm-hmm. King and all that shit. I remember we asked him about the hidden jokes. Oh, yeah. And he said, look, all I'm going to say is we like to have fun. And that's all he said. <laughs> and I was like, yeah. oh, that's tight. But, like – I mean, those, that shit is real. But he's good at what he fucking does. Yeah. And he's a person of color. And that's so dope to see. And yeah, I can I can understand his sadness with the two D to three D thing. Yeah. thing. I mean, yeah. it's a money thing. It's just cheaper to go three D. It yeah, it is. But I mean, here's the thing. I I this is no shade on three um, D or animators or computer animators because those people are they work super fucking talented. Yeah, and it's a job and it's something that definitely not everybody can do. But I definitely do feel. Uh, like knowing just artists, like somebody who was like, man, like I miss putting pen to paper. Yeah, and and I know some computer animators still put pen to paper and stuff like that, yeah. but like that's not their finished product. Yeah, and it's yeah. like that care and that time and that dedication is almost like there is doesn't some magic matter to anymore. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I know that's not true, but that's how it feels. That's how it can feel yeah. because yeah. I mean, I mean. I can't even think of the last two D Disney cartoon. I think it was Princess and the Frog. No, that was it. I think that, that might felt have been like the last that was that. I think that was it because I remember him talking about it. And really? Me okay. And saying like, I think it was two D, right? Princess and I the Frog. It was, yeah, it was two D. Yeah. And yeah. I remember him saying okay. like that. It was. It's a hit, and we think we're gonna get another one. Yeah. And you know, I mean, I ain't never heard from the nigga ever again. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I didn't. But I, I agree with you, and, and and people feel like that about. I mean, what sucks about it, and I'm going to relate it to something that I know a little bit more about, is editing, right? Where, like, mm. there's a lot of people being like, film. Film is the thing. Oh. And, and I need film. And they're right. Film has a great look. Film has a dope look. And it's what's weird. sad about it is the access part, yeah. where it's like, because it's all digitized now, yeah. a lot more people can access it in a way that they couldn't before, because before you had to be able to afford film to shoot shit. Yeah. And so it's like a two-edged sword where it's like, yes, 
we can get more access, but also we are losing this beautiful quality. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's, it's a double-edged sword. Yeah, I mean, like, I love film. Like, I've only shot on the film a, a couple. Of, I've only been lucky enough to shoot it on a couple of times, but it, it is, like, access. Like, you, you can't expect people that don't have access to, like, one, just, like, the resource to actually literally find someone who can process this shit because there's only a couple of companies that will do it. But like to, to drop like $120 on, like I'm thinking 16, like on like uh, a 400 foot reel of 16, like that's only like 11 minutes and six seconds of things. That's crazy. Whereas opposed to like, oh, even worst case scenario, like I can shoot a thing on my iPhone and have it, like really most people aren't going to notice. Like people no. here will notice, but like some person just scrolling their Facebook is not going to notice you no. shot this on your iPhone. And the amount of like, you know, like if we run out of space, I'm like, all right, I'm going to go buy more SD cards for yeah. what? 40 bucks. I get like eight of them, nine yeah. of them. And that's like, so it's that access thing. I think the same thing applies to like 2d animation too, where like 2d animation was so exclusive because it took like this massive skill level and access to now with computer animation. It's a lot more accessible where like if a kid on YouTube and again, this isn't to say what the people who are doing it are doing it bad. But if a kid on YouTube spent his time really working on it, he could like download those programs and crack it and all mm -hmm. that stuff. Or they could download those programs and crack it. And like that access is dope, but then you also lose the match. It's a it's a yeah. double edged sword. Yeah. I mean, I for instance, I um have like made things in After Effects before. Oh right? yeah, yeah, yeah. And I had never used After Effects before at all. Um or even editing. Like I never edited until I did type thing. Yeah. And yeah, yeah, yeah. and then you and then you can go online and you can and and I'd want to be very careful because I know there are some people who are boiling right now saying you saying what I'm doing ain't good or it's no, easy. That's not what not we're saying at all. Saying. Like I what I do I don't do well. Yeah. <laughs> like but I do think that there is this level of oh uh, when I was doing the after effects shit, I just had YouTube pages i had youtube <laughs> up and some google pages to help me <laughs> along with the process yeah yeah and for instance with drawing you can't do that no. like you i mean you, you can you but yeah it's not so to get to that first step uh was probably a little harder mm -hmm. when this technology wasn't available to us yeah and, and um, even crazier i mean and also doubling down on that is like one person is a lead animator on the thing, and when they're doing it handmade, you had to draw like how that nigga drew. Yeah. And that's crazy. It's like yeah. I have my own drawn style, but I have to replicate it. Versus now, that one lead animator doesn't even have to be on the show anymore. Cause yeah. they do it and yeah. then everyone can just like duplicate the uh the elements and stuff like that. And again, not saying that's very difficult. I can't do that shit. <laughs> I respect that shit. But that's so crazy to think that like the nigga who drew Lion King only drew like the original characters and it was a bunch of like his under people being yeah. like fuck i gotta draw this line exactly how this mm -hmm. nigga just drew this line that's fucking yeah crazy. that's why i'm always impressed whenever i don't know if you guys still have tumblers but like when you ever go on tumblr and you'll see like someone that draws draws something a character in like seven different art styles yeah like that shit is wild to it's me talent it's that's so difficult talent. yeah that's the one thing that i wish i could do i wish i was a way better illustrator can I ask y'all a question? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Are y'all ever mm -hmm. offended when y'all go on those YouTube videos to like learn how to like do something really complex and be like, hey, what's up, guys? Uh, it's Craig. Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's always some hey, like 12 year old uh, kid. Uh, yeah. Hold, mom, hold on, hold on. Uh, okay, so here's how you use that. And you're just like, come on, man. Like, yeah. <laughs> it's annoying, man. That and the fact that they be doing 
like ten minute videos, some shit you can just show me in like thirty yeah, seconds. Yeah, yeah. Like, First of all, all right, man, be sure get to, to smash it. that like button. Yeah, and uh, like, stop. Yeah, <laughs> like, just... and they try to show you the, they try to explain the whole background of the technology yeah. and stuff. Like, so After Effects was created in two thousand eight, and it's like, bro, I just tell I just me need how to, to know this. how to export this motherfucker. Yeah. Just tell me that I have a deadline. Uh, and then sometimes they'd be going too fast, and you'd be like, oh, "I gotta go back and watch this." Like you're not helping me learn this at all. I got. I saw. I watched one a couple of months ago. It was, I think it was like how to change. Like I was just figuring out like how to do something in Pro Tools. Like how do you reroute the audio? And the video was said like three minutes. Like great, I'm gonna be in and out. And he literally did it in the first ten minutes, and then the, like the first ten seconds, and the rest of it was just black. He's like, "This is how simple this shit is." I was like, "This nigga's dunking on me. I'm just trying to figure out how to get this export settings right." Yeah, man, it's insane. Uh, not to shift. Please. Not to shift conversations. Shift, shift away, um, pal. But I have something that I want to have us take into the next segment. Uh, you asked, I think when Amon was on, you asked, like, what's some, what's some cool shit that, or what's some things that we do that are, like, weirdly pleasing to Oh, us. yes, 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 yes. And, like, one that I completely forgot about that's super pleasing to me mm-hmm. is, uh... I love watching YouTube videos of bad singers. <laughs> <laughs> like people who sound awful. Yeah. And like that are singing in like a public setting where you like you have to not laugh. Uh like especially like bad singers at church. Yeah. Oh. Or yeah. <laughs> or people singing the national anthem bad. Uh, it's so fucking funny to me and it's so pleasing to me. And then I, I try to pretend like I'm like there and I can't laugh <laughs> to see how long I can hold it and shit like that. Uh, so there's this one. I want I wanted to play some, I wanted to play a bad music clip of somebody singing the national anthem before we get to a very good music clip a little bit later in the show. I'll show you guys. I want you to listen to this and see if you can like not laugh at All this right, dude here we go. singing this shit. See by the dawn's early light what so proudly we hail at the twilight's last gleaming who bright stripes and bright stars through the perilous <laughs> fight For the ramparts we watched Were so gallantly streaming And the rocket's red glare The bombs bursting in Gave to gave to the <laughs> that our flag was still there. Oh, this is bad. Oh, that stars banner yet <laughs> for the land oh, of the free <laughs> and the
United we stand. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we got to talk about that. We got to talk about that. I got a lot of thoughts about that clip, and I'll oh, tell you guys man. after the break. Yeah, we'll be back. Okay, so uh, let's get one thing straight. The man has the ability to sing. Yeah, it's not like he sounds He can hit the lows. No. The the issue is that he was trying to do too much. Mm -hmm. And he was trying to do a lot outside of his vocal range. And Mm -hmm. the roar. He sings like I was singing. Like, I can only do the basses. I hit the high. And the roar. Like, yeah. (laughs) But then he would, like, jump from, like, low to high. Like, really, he would be like, and the roar. Get when And then he would try to hit them notes. Glayer. Uh, also, that nigga was Way not on the words. Yeah, no, he all. messed up some words. He was, what did he say? Something about the tooth? Yeah, he uh, said, uh, <laughs> Gave tooth. Gave tooth. <laughs> My favorite thing is how dry that audience is. They are not giving him not, anything. Nothing, nothing. They're not giving him anything, dude. I I have one more, and this is actually quick. And then I we're going to play. Down, I'm yeah. down for whatever, I bro. This for I go this forever. This, this is shit is, this is great. This is uh, Cuba Gooding Sr., Cuba Gooding Singer uh, doing the national anthem. And I want you to keep in mind that this nigga think he did so good. Uh, <laughs> is it the is it the uh, national anthem specifically for you that you really enjoy? I, I or is no, it because there's just so much content? I enjoy of it? that's like the most content because yeah. like most people get that on. Yeah. But I'll enjoy anything. Like I I love like the only time I will watch American Idol is during the, the auditions, auditions mm-hmm. just to see the bad ones. Even though now they don't even, like back in the day especially. Yeah, they were way better. Now yeah. it kind of seems like these niggas are like, they know they're going to be famous exactly. off of it, so they're trying too hard. Exactly. Versus like in the beginning, it was just like, they, I remember there was one that I love. It was like this dude was just like, yeah, everybody in my office tells me that I can sing very well. They're always just like, you got to be on, you got to be on. And this nigga starts and he's just like, nah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> it was very sad. Uh, and, and then they also just see, like, if you could make Simon Cowell mm-hmm. break and laugh, you know you were bad. <laughs> like, that shit used to get his character so hard. Yeah. So if you could, like. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So this is this is also Cuba Gooding Jr. singing the national anthem. Oh, Cuba Gooding uh, Jr. or Cuba Gooding uh, Sr.? Senior. Cuba right. Gooding Sr. Sing your national anthem, Mr. Cuba Gooding Sr. Sr. The way this nigga comes on. Hold on. He looks like a pastor. Test. <laughs> oh, say, can you Test. see by the dawn's early light what so proudly we the twilight's last Nigga gleaming. think he's Isley, brother. Whose broad stripes and bright stars through the perilous fight or the red was through the twilight's last gleaming and the rocket's red glare the bombs bursting in air gave proof through the night that our flag Oh, say does that star-spangled banner yet wave <laughs> o'er the land and of the 
<laughs> for the land and of the free. The nigga thought he killed it though. He thought he killed this. Thank you. This is a very specific kind of bad. Like yeah. it's like it's not like they're off tune. I love these because it's just like these niggas are trying so hard. <laughs> yeah, on something that they had just done their basic shit, they would have murdered it. Yeah, they would have murdered it. I love that this nigga came on and grabbed the mic like a true pastor. <laughs> Test. I hate. Oh, say. I used to work at AV uh, from our church, and, yeah. and also at my school, I used to get paid for it. And that was always my biggest pet peeve. Where I'd be like, "The mic is live. You don't have to say nothing." Yeah, you don't have to I'll say anything. Home, and don't worry about the mic. And they would go. Test, test, test. <laughs> and they tap in. Like, that makes me look like I'm not doing my job right. right. I love that he literally just heard the guy speaking to the microphone. Yeah. And then they test this. But also, it seemed like it seemed like someone hit the fast forward button. That's what I was going to say. Like, he sped like, up yeah. so much in the middle of that keep that, that tempo. All right, yo, Cuba, we're real sorry about this. But we like did the, this little bit right before with the kids. And it kind of went over. So if you get through that song real quick, <laughs> you know, uh, TNT is paying for TV rights on this. Uh, <laughs> so we got to keep this real tight for commercial. And stuff like that. And the rockets. I got you. (laughs) Yeah, you really sped through that part. (laughs) That shit was great, man. That shit was great. Uh, Cody, we're gonna ask you to would you rather for the month. Oh, but before we do that, you probably already know it since you listened to the show. But before we do that, we we have to address this, me and Edgar. And I don't know if you listened to our rap episode. Oh, I did. Our resurrection, Mm -hmm. J Dragon, Edgar Van Nasus. But I'm just going to come out and say it. I don't know how you feel on this, Edgar, but we made a miscalculation. I think we made a little bit of a miscalculation. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know. What do you think? You know, I think, like, you know, we were feeling a little, uh, uh, this is a term I heard my coach say earlier that I think about a lot. Uh, we were feeling a little cocksure. Mm-hmm. We were going soup to nuts a little yeah, too we were fast. Going a little soup to nuts. <laughs> and, um, you know. And we we came at we came at the Atlanta folks. We did come at the Atlanta. Now folks. I want to be I want to be clear about this. Yes, we came at multiple Atlanta folks. Multiple. And at the House Stuff Works Network. That's right. And we ain't here for most of them. No, we didn't. So I still stand by that. Yeah, <laughs> I do still stand by the <laughs> fact that them niggas from Stuff You Should Know, them niggas can't rap. No, and, uh, <laughs> they uh, can't stuff rap. Moms should know or anything like that Mm-mm. can't rap. What's that? The food stuff, which just turned to savor. Yeah, they can't rap. Uh, Atlanta Monster. Look, nah. can they tell a riveting they crime a story? One hundred percent. Tell can a they great rap? story. Fucking no way. But, but stuff they don't want you to know. Okay, they got a little flow. They had a little flow. They had a little flow. They had a little flow. We want to play this clip for you guys. We want to play the rap. In case you haven't heard it, in case you're not on the Twitter machine, they heard us coming at them and decided that they were going to respond. Now, I want to be very, very clear mm-hmm. that our rap was not to them. No. Our rap didn't reference them at all. At all. So everybody's saying we took the first shot. No, no, no. This is the first shot. This is the first track shot. This is the first track shot. So I want you to hear the first track shot. And we'll talk about it right after this. Cody, have you heard this yet? I have not heard the, okay. the, the, the So then the I, we will play we will play right. we'll play it for you. Here it is. There's so much talent in house. Oh, they got the call up. Works. <laughs> I want to be very iffy. We're not talking about how stuff works Atlanta. Nah, I don't y'all know don't what kind of talent is over y'all there. Y'all don't want to hear them rap. There you go. <laughs> how stuff works Atlanta ain't got no flow. Uh, stuff they don't, stuff want, they don't you. want you to know. No flow. Trust me. No flow. No flow. 
Listen. Atlanta hip hop is dirty. Fuck those who would clean it. We stay awake and hungry like insomniac bulimics. Wanna diss Atlanta's rap scene? Get your area right. I guess you love a Sony boombox. That's a stereotype. So this is David V. Goliath. God is with me. Got my sling. Fans ask me for some regicide. It's time to kill some kings. Trust me. No, keep going. Let it roll. Let it roll. Yo. Call out this so-called pseudo-woke MC. Just slow up, take a nap. Pulls a chicken plus a pita when you roll up, it's a wrap. Yo, it's obvious and evident that I've been clever ever since. Back when Ronald Reagan could remember he was president. The methods are amazing. Style is stunning. Just a beat, let it drop. And I'm off and running. A lot of foes love to talk tough till they hear that clip, click, closed up, close like click, click, boom. Yeah, trust me. Yeah. Uh, no, okay. Let it go. I, let it go. We let it go. We let it go. Jackies, Jackies, Edgar. <laughs> I expected better. Ask Matt, ask Corey, ask Tamika and Noel This is a new South version of Kendrick's Control Had to post up with some lightning and deliver the mail Your diss is planned obsolescence, bro, it's destined to fail So you laid in this coffin and you gave me the nails I'm used to clapping bullies, buddy, understand me I came up on Dr. King and the Dungeon family We are monsters on a god beat You're tourists on an odd street Call your mother and your preacher Tell them how you goats bleed, supposedly <laughs> Supposedly. Yeah. No, come on. Come on. Tell me all about rap. I'll take you out to Waffle House. No disrespect, but do better when you're trying to act. Like you ever lost sleep over battles and rap. Like you ever made rent checks checking on cats who checked up on you in mass after class. You ever had your car pulled getting on the bus with about a dozen dudes like you waiting on us? You got jumped either way. Shit, I thought that you knew. Guess assumptions are funny. Guess you are too. Oh, buddy, trust me. <laughs> Do you hear that guy in the back? He got it. Thanks for coming out. Tip your server. <laughs> Gonna start a uh, GoFundMe for Culture Kings. I am some uh, plane tickets to Atlanta. Uh, apparently, they haven't heard that people make music here. Outcast. <laughs> uh, guys, you can Google that if you want to learn more about hip hop. Thanks for coming. Uh, I, was saying, this I is... spent five long ass summers oh. working the PDC. They call it the driving club where only the racism was free. It's where the richest, whitest families go to eat cheap crab soup. Sipping on Pinot at 10 a.m., chilling poolside with their troop. Here, kid, make this drink, kiss this ass, shine the shoe. What do you think you learn when the only white employee is you? Yes, sir. Of course, sir. Without a doubt. Oh, you're right, sir. This planet was made for you and your crew. Control it however you like, sir. I grew up in Cumming, Georgia, Forsyth County. I know it sounds like a joke, but please accept my assurances. Hate, division, fake religion, you can Google all the occurrences. My Cuban wife would change my life and activate concurrences. Jaquise Edgar, I hear you. This perspective can't make a sequel, so we learned a little about the world. Now we could all skip the sequel. But we three kings are culture beans, and your logic is smelling fecal. Give me a kick and a snare, two sticks in a chair, and I'll teach you about flow to lethal. There you have it. That's uh, that's Ben Bolin and Matt Frederick. Wait for the wait for the drop. Wait for the drop at the end. Attempting to flow, I guess. Is that what it is? Flow? Is that what it sounds like? Oh, honestly, I don't know. You, you got to tell me. That's the first thing I've ever tried to do. First verse I've ever tried to put down. Anyway, looking forward to the Jordan episode. Look for it soon. Messing with the money. <laughs>
God right. damn. God yeah, damn. Yeah, you guys fucked up in that Atlanta is a black city, but the white people there are also very black. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That was your first mistake. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay, okay. So, okay. Uh, all right. So, shots are fired. Well, but hold on. Let's see, listen. No, listen. no, no. Well, let's get some things straight. Let's get some things straight real quick. Straight. All right, first of all, first of all, I want people to understand mm-hmm. that we not scared. No. <laughs> like, not at all. We we not sweating at, at all. all. Not at all. I'm I, not feeling worry at yeah. all right now. I, I mean, look, did Atlanta give us great acts such as Outkast? 100%. Mm-hmm. They also gave us uh, acts such as Young Jock. So there's no part <laughs> of me that's afraid because when I look at the New York rap roster, I'm not fucking afraid at all. Mm-hmm. You understand mm-hmm. what I'm saying? That they going to come and say, oh, Atlanta's where hip hop happens? It may be where it happens now. Because niggas moved there, right, 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 right. He ain't gonna come at me and be like, "I'm not from New York." Exactly. And I want to, I want to be very clear too that, you know, as far as music goes, it ain't like Chicago don't know what they're doing. <laughs> no, <laughs> like, no. I mean, niggas, we can make music in Chicago. Absolutely. Uh, and you know, L.A. We are the entertainment capital of the, of world. the world. I mean, we know what we're doing. So, so uh, you know, I mean, you know, listen, listen, listen. That was cute. That was very cute. That was cute. <laughs> it was fun. Thank you so much for uh, uh, making my dreams come true. And now I'm involved in a real rap beef. I mean, we. You said you wanted it. I wanted it, and now I have it. Thank you for the birthday present. Mm-hmm. But I was born in May. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Now I want. I want. I want to. I want to say something. Please. This is. Uh, this is this is a calling shot, not just to us. Mm-mm. They came for everybody. They came for all of House of that was, LA. That was better mixed. Mm-hmm. The beat was dope. Yeah. So uh, everybody here at House Stuff Works LA, y'all niggas, uh, we pulling y'all in. Yeah. Y'all in this now. <laughs> of course. <laughs> y'all We're in coming this for now. the whole Atlanta. Look, this we, is how New York niggas do it, okay? We don't shoot at just one nigga. <laughs> we shoot at the whole fucking crew. We shoot at the whole crew. Whole and, Klaus. Yeah. And we bring, we bring our whole crew with us. That's right. So, all right. We got a response. Not yet. <laughs> but we got a response. Listen, I was at the Adult Swim Fest all weekend. Yeah, you know, I was at Mickey Mouse 90. You know, I was doing my we thing. We were doing our thing. Uh, there, uh, I don't know if you guys know this in Atlanta, but events happen in our city, uh, so we get busy sometimes. Uh, yeah, you know, we got we got shit to do out here, you know what I'm mean, saying? But, I mean, I guess you guys could go to the Coca-Cola Museum or yeah, something like you that. Yeah, know, you, know, you know, and when you're feeling, you feeling like you need to have a little black inspiration, go to the Martin Luther King Museum. Yeah, of course. Is that in Atlanta? I guess so. Yeah, maybe, I don't I know. Mean, Somebody going to come at me like, this man going to talk about Atlanta. Waffle House, like we don't have... <laughs> like we ain't got Roscoe's. <laughs> oh, uh-huh. Like a nigga can't make waffles at the crib. <laughs> yeah. I got a I got waffle a, house I got too. I got a waffle iron that do better than waffle. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Shit. Yeah. Okay, you, maybe we you... should have diss on Atlanta, the city, before they bring out. Like, <laughs> <laughs> they bring out other niggas. There's things to do in Atlanta. Before Jay Prince come for us. There's a lot of things to do in Atlanta, like get stuck in traffic in uh, the worst traffic jam known to man. Mm-hmm. But good for y'all. Good for, good y'all. for y'all. Y'all good responded. For y'all. Listen, listen. I'm happy. Because yeah. I, I wouldn't, I would not, I, I personally, I don't know about you, Edgar, mm-hmm. I can't speak for myself. I personally would not. You can speak for yourself. I mean, I can't speak for you. I can only speak for myself. That's correct. I personally would have taken no joy in completely murdering an unwilling participant. Listen, I like a little bit of a challenge, and I'm yeah. so happy that, uh, you know, unlike the Atlanta Hawks when they made it to the Eastern Conference Finals a couple of years ago, they showed up. Mm-hmm. And um, Yeah, I'm glad you showed up. Nobody <laughs> likes shooting that 
<laughs> you know, when you go to the gun range yeah. and they put, they drop that, you know, that unmarked face. Yeah. That shit is moving back and forth. It that's gives right. you a challenge. Nobody right. just likes to shoot at something that's stationary. No, of course not. Yeah. So I appreciate it. I appreciate you guys. We're coming. We're coming. We're coming. I'll be the hype man. <laughs> I'll get y'all. <laughs> All right. Uh, that was that. Shout out to him though. Shout that out was him. good. Yeah, look, listen. Very good flows. We we stand corrected. We, we stand, stand corrected. corrected. What you think about that, Cody? You already Yo, said we got bodied. I mean, they, they came out waxed. swinging pretty hard. They, they came out swinging. Like, I'm saying, two niggas got murked, and I wasn't one of them. So, I'm saying, <laughs> <laughs> oh, I feel like they had that. For, you have to be, you have to have been in Atlanta or lived in Atlanta to know that type of white guy. <laughs> where like you don't know they got it in them until you see them like hop up and start spitting. You're like, oh shit, I forgot. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right, all right, all right, okay, all right, all right, Cody. What else you got, Cody? Oh, just a plug session. I mean, well, you... I got the would you rather for you. Oh, yeah. Yeah. you don't want to plug yet. Yeah. Uh, Can I do my impression of both of you? Yeah, let's sure. Do it. All right. This is Edgar, one thousand percent. All right, and this is Ed, and this is Jackie's. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> yep, that's a very good Jackie's. That's me. That's all I got. Not a great Edgar, but a very good Jackie's. That's me. Mm-hmm. I'm okay mm-hmm. with that. Mm-hmm. That's when you know the show's winding down when he's about, when he does a three homes. You're like, mm-hmm. oh, he's got somewhere to be. Yeah, he's got somewhere to be. He's <laughs> thinking about the shit that he has to do after this. <laughs> I have a lot to do after this, guys. I got oh, football is already over. That's all I have to do after this. Football. Just gonna watch the game. Yeah, I mean, something really bad happened. I only know that because my Twitter is nothing but videos. Something bad happened? Like something that people didn't want to happen. Some kind of crazy. Was it Brett Kavanaugh? 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 Getting a... You know what? For his last name, I don't care if you say it right or wrong. (laughs) Brett Uh, Kavanaugh? Uh, Was it him getting uh, confirmed? Nah, he scored a touchdown in the game. (laughs) Oh, yeah. That's bad. Tom Brady threw one long to him and he scored a touchdown. Because, of course, that's the quarterback that will be thrown to him. I'm sorry, Boston fans. Who did you think it was going to be? I mean, Tom oh, Brady was for Atlanta a, and Boston. Tom Brady was the first one to wear the MAGA hat. Let's not forget that. Yeah. Uh, did he wear Did he rock a MAGA he hat? He was the first it, he one. He had it in his locker room. Oh, That was the first it. time I ever saw it was in yeah. his locker. Yeah, he had it in his locker. I, it's, it's so and I wild. think this was before Donald Trump really like picked up steam as a nominee. And as, This was like during yeah. the primaries yeah, and shit. Yeah, it was. It was. Man, yeah. to have the confidence of a white man to wear a MAGA hat in the fucking locker room of an NFL team. Well, when you're Tom Brady, you're inv- you're invincible. Yeah, I don't know, that is that is peak white man, where yeah. nothing touches you. He is the white man's white man. He's a white man's. He's there. Yeah. He's he is there. Jesus. Oh, that's so wild. <laughs> he is white Jesus. Uh, and you know what? Every race needs a Jesus. Every race does need a Jesus. Every race needs Who's a our Jesus. Jesus? I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> oh. Who would you say is I'm, Black Jesus oh, besides uh, Slink Johnson? Johnson. <laughs> yeah, uh, it's going to be, I think, a cliched answer, but I think it's going to be a tie between either Oprah or okay. Angela Bassett. Oprah Angela and Bassett, Angela Bassett yeah. two very, very good, good, good submissions. Yeah. Okay, okay. I would say Oprah. I would also probably put Obama on that list. Uh. No. <laughs> I Why mean, not? you could put Obama on this, but I'm like, yeah. I mean, Obama's the kind of uh, what have you done for me uh, category. He, yeah, he's the nigga that. did dip out hard <laughs> two years ago. They have not seen him. You know what I mean? I mean, he had all the rights to do that, but even in office, I'm like, I mean, come on, bro. What do yeah. you really do for black people? You know what I'm saying? Like, what do you really do? You know, you bailed out banks. I saw you do that. <laughs> I saw you give my. I saw you get the banks my money. 
Who, who are you picking? <laughs> Where, uh, you know what? Y'all not gonna y'all not gonna believe that I say this, but I put LeBron James up there. Uh, of course, I put LeBron James up there for Black Jesus. Yeah, he, he out here building schools. Ah, uh, yeah, that is true. He did do some good. I don't, also, I don't follow sports like that, so I can't. I can't. I'm really talking about him as you know. He out here, you know, he making school. these television shows where he's trying to tell us what's up, and no one's listening to him. What he has got, a TV show? He has multiple TV shows. What's, what shows he doing? Man, he has so many shows, bro. Producing. Oh, oh, that's right. I heard that he's trying to get into like the acting game. Yeah, I mean, he's, yeah. he, I know he's he acts, in the but, acting. I mean, yeah. he, well, he's trying to get into the executive producer game. Yeah, yeah. He yeah, wants yeah. an Emmy. Same thing with like Blake Griffin, which really hurt because he was well, trying to do yeah, comedy. He was trying to do comedy so hard, and then yeah. they, they sent that nigga to Michigan. <laughs> we know ain't no comedy out there. The funny bone. Uh, yeah, went second city tried, and they left quick. They did. They shut that shit down. Cody, would you rather not be able to open any closed doors, locked or unlocked, or not be able to close any open doors. I got, I got to be able to open doors. I got to, I think the closed door, I think there are so many ways to get around that closed door. Yeah. You put one of those like little stopper things that like automatically shut the door. But this, this, I can't remember if you guys talked about this. Does it apply to like car doors too? Yeah. yeah. Any door, any door that you physically would need to open. Oh shit. So or like close. refrigerator door. Yeah. I didn't even think about a refrigerator door. Yeah, yeah, nigga's electric bill is through the roof. <laughs> you know, you gotta keep that. Uh, gotta keep that refrigerator door open. Then the reverse is: I could never get in my car. I could never get into the fridge. Oh boy! Uh, but you know, but you can always walk to McDonald's. Never. Yeah, I don't. I don't. I'll have the Postmates man open my door. Yeah. Just yo. <laughs> all you gotta do is unlock it. And when he knocks, just be like, "Yo, come in." Come in. Come in. Come in. Give me this food. <sighs> Matter of fact, can you open my fridge for me? Yeah. Hey, dog. I need you to open this door, <laughs> yeah. my car door, and the fridge door. I think I got to be able to open doors. Like the idea of like I would literally be trapped in this room right now if one of you two didn't open the door. That's we right. would be. Yeah. This is a small room with no. Well, it's one window. Well, I mean, what did you? Then guys, I don't think opens. What did you guys pick? Oh, I chose open. I'm closed. Oh, really? Well, that suits you. I enjoy my privacy. Yeah. I uh, I don't give a fuck at this point. I got. I'm letting it all hang. I mean, you also trying to like you know. Be naked for this underwear company. Hey, man, that, yeah. That, By the time this drops, you, you'd either have accomplished or failed your job. <laughs> I think, uh, the, I, I mean, think I think you're going to fail. Yeah, I think we already know fail. the answer, but. <laughs> yeah. um, but we tried. very confidently. Uh, I mean, you're going, it's hey, okay, though. We, we tried, we, you know People what? tried, man. We tried to get that for you. We got you. This is the most retweets you've ever had by how many retweets? You got like twenty six hundred. I'm like twenty six hundred. This hey. is the most retweets you ever had by like twenty five eighty. Oh. Uh, <laughs> Like, <laughs> he's not wrong. <laughs> he's not wrong. What a bird. He's, saying, a he's not very wrong. Very funny. I bird. just got more than 666 followers like two weeks ago. But what? like, you, you blew up. This blew, this helped you blow up. Like, now look, you're around 900. Look, guys, all it takes to get some free underwear is calling all favors from your powerful comedian contacts. That's true. In your media companies. And then at them. That's all that it takes. But here's what's crazy is that you literally had all the power this week to accomplish it. <laughs> it didn't you happen. tweeted for Tig Notaro. I did. You have mad celebrities hop on board. All this shit. But you know what <laughs> fucked you up? Is this was this was the worst week, week for you to go on this campaign. Yeah. Everybody saw that shit and be like, I ain't talking about this shit. I'm trying to stop Brett Kavanaugh from getting in the fucking court. You know what? That's <laughs> very true. Like it, it it is wild. Like I had PFT, I had Lauren Lapkus, I had Earwolf, and I had Tig Nataro's account. You also could... had MeUndies. Yeah, MeUndies, like, MeUndies hit up uh, on their Instagram. Yo, yeah. this dude hit us up. Go retweet his shit. 
It was uh, the worst week. It, it would truly be like if like Harriet Tubman was trying to free the slaves, and this one nigga's like, "Yo, if I get a hundred signatures, if I get a hundred signatures, Mass will let me do a song after <laughs> after we work." It's like I'm trying to work yeah. on other shit right now. The like, country's yeah. about to be uh, fucked <laughs> the next thirty years. He's like, "Yo, I want to be on this underwear commercial though." Somebody and this, help me. And this dude is doing the worst possible time to do a bit. <laughs> I mean, but look, man, it was a it was a good thing. I I I felt like they gave. A little bit of an unattainable goal. Yeah, ten thousand is like a fuck. Ten thousand, ten thousand. I see celebrities that post shit that don't even get ten thousand retweets. I mean, yeah. sometimes they do. But no, no, you're right. You're absolutely right. Uh, well, first of all, thank thank both of you for indulging me in this dumb bit and uh, using the Culture Kings platform to yeah, get those you. numbers out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I hope they still give you some free. I mean, I look, look. They got shit. like. Do they give you? Are they gonna hit you up with something free? I'm assuming they would. Like, look. I looked at the little impressions. They got like more than half a million impressions for free. Like, they gotta give you some underwear. Yeah. yeah. Gotta give you some underwear, baby. Me undies has never hit us up. They make some comfortable ass underwear. And that's not even me doing it because of the bit. Like, Don't they, they hit everybody up? They, they hit, hit everybody up. <laughs> they used to do shit on, uh, I think they got replaced by Mac Walden. I think there's the one that are doing the underwear. They're in the underwear mm. game right now. Okay. Okay. You know, that is something that I need to. Be better at is my underwear game. Mm. Yo, at them like, hey, we do a podcast. We get this many listeners. I don't even need to. Just in general, like, I just need to buy better underwear. It's too expensive for one of their underwears. I'll say it. They are expensive. I would never. It's like you know what's a good alternative for one. Uh, was it Uniqlo? Is that how you pronounce it? Uniqlo. 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 They make some dope ass underwear. Okay, they do. They do. Yeah. Uniqlo's a dope store. I feel like mm. underwear. That type of underwear is the underwear you wear when you know, like. You gonna have some people seeing your underwear? Mm. <laughs> yeah, my I, oddly enough, no bullshit. I do have confidence on when I put on the the Uniqlo or the MeUndies underwear. I'm like, yeah, I'm out here flexing today. Yeah, when it's flexing. just the Haynes brand. Like, nah, no one's gonna. And you be this. out in these streets, Cody. Yo, I have mad thigh. I don't give a fuck. I mean, you be out in these. <laughs> I mean, every time I text you, you just like I'm busy right now. And uh, <laughs> you never fucking. respond. Yeah, you always. He has a dude on the server message that says, "You know, you nigga out here fucking." <laughs> I'm like, all right, well, I'll get notes on this script later. Yeah, I wish that were true, but uh, that could very easily <laughs> change, guys. Maybe you'll see me showing some thigh meat. Probably not in me undies, but you never know. Man, if you see me the street to get at me. We hope. We hope. We hope. Between this recording <laughs> and 36 hours from now, I'll get that 7, 8, people. <laughs> Real retweet or yeah, seven thousand people will retweet. I mean, that would be our dream. But <sighs> um, you know what I think your mistake was? What? I think you tweeted too much this weekend. Oh, as I think, oh, yeah, I no. think like after you posted that, you started mm-hmm. getting that play. Mm-hmm. You're like, I'm getting played. Let me tweet everything. Nah. And you should have just like stayed back and been like, this is the only thing that I'm. I going sh- with. You're right. I think I got <laughs> I, my head got too big because I was tweeting. I had to tweet for Tig. You had to tweet for like, Tig. So I got to test these jokes out. And yeah. I want them to go see me, so I'm going to retweet it for myself, baby. You had, to, you had to let that. You had to. I wonder what they have paid you uh, to be. Uh, I don't know. I feel like, uh, well, first of all, it is very strange because when the when it first started and I was getting all that heat, uh, I definitely got some messages from some random people. They are like, hey, just in case you know, this is what the rates they pay. And it's not a really good rate. And I was like, uh <laughs> I mean, I appreciate you looking out for me, but also this is a bit like no, I wouldn't appreciate. I would have done for free. Yeah, yeah, just yeah, for yeah. the the gag of it, it would have been hilarious. I came at somebody on your thread. Oh, I saw that. Some uh, you got you came at them so hard that me unneeded to say stop coming at this guy. I know they did. Wait, what happened? <laughs> <laughs> what I missed that completely. Uh, this dude hit up. It was on the. It was on that thread, 
and everybody was saying, oh, this is dope. I got you, Zig. Everybody was like starting to support you and everything. And this one rando dude uh, wrote, I would love to model for me undies too. Uh, pick me. And didn't retweet, didn't like it, just said that. So I hit him up. I was like, bro, you ain't even retweet. That's it. And then he was like, I don't understand why you have to be so negative. And then at that point, I was off. <laughs> it was like five or six. I got I five or the six. keys unlocked. I was off. I definitely got like over the course of like a day and a half, I got like five or six notifications. Be like, oh, Jack Keats is still roasting this dude right now. <laughs> Because he was, I mean, I was like, yo, ain't nobody being negative. You just whack, dude. Yeah. I mean, someone did, you, someone else did send me a screenshot of that and be like, this guy's whack for not even like, do, not even like yes ending the bet. Just like, yeah. I want the thing too. But yeah. when me and undies he, step- And he admitted it. He was, yo, I don't see why I have to retweet. Me undies is a big enough company. I can also model for him too. I was hoping they would That's see this. That's not the joke, dummy. Like, and you're not a like, fat dude. That's, yeah. that's funny because I'm fat. You're like an in-shape guy. It's not funny. It's it's a thing that we are going to accomplish. We're going to accomplish it. We're going to accomplish it. I believe in it, guys. And then, yeah, me undies came and was like, (laughs) stop it. Stop, please. (laughs) That poor social media intern. Yeah. He's like, oh, this is a great, uh, easy way to get uh, promotion. Now we're like, (laughs) people are arguing in their mentions. Oh, shit. Taylor Uh, Swift woke up. Oh, what did she do? She woke up, guys. Taylor Swift woke up. She uh, is endorsing all Tennessee Democrats and saying, uh, fuck Marsha Blackburn. Her voting record in Congress appalls and terrifies Did she really say fuck Marsha? No. I said that for her. Mm -hmm. But, hey, yo, Taylor Swift, yo, thank you for realizing that you're alive on this earth. Uh, Mm -hmm. That's very kind that you did that. Uh, I wish you would have done that any of the other fucking times you were asked. I mean, honestly, all she's doing is just being anti-Kanye, so... <laughs> I don't I'm, even know. What a what a time to be alive! Where like <laughs> I'm circling my wagon around Taylor's or Taylor Swift and supposedly Kanye. Yeah, <laughs> we got a new queen, <laughs> Taylor Swift. <laughs> as we dispatch our Yo, old I, king, I, I, I can hear I can hear all the sisters breaking down the door right now. <laughs> oh, I mean, listen, maybe they pick closed doors and you can't open those doors, ladies. Right, <laughs> right. <laughs> I didn't say that. I need to get work. <laughs> Uh, what else you got, Cody? You got you got something else you want to talk about, or you got some plugs, man? You got some good shit coming up. I came here with an agenda. I did. I think we covered. Um, really, it was just like uh, the whole diversity thing. Like that's I even representation. I think representation is a way better term than you than came here with an agenda, Cody. You texted is important, me and you man. said, "I have something that I would like to plug. Can I be on the podcast?" And then you said, I read your script after I was done fucking, and it's not good. <laughs> First of all, uh, legitimately no bullshit, because I know you hate getting compliments. All your scripts you've given me have been great. Okay. Well, let's, let's no, continue, I, we'll do, this let's is what I want continue to talk about. the bit, and then uh, what, were you, what is it that you wanted to plug? <laughs> oh, no. So uh, it hasn't dropped yet, but when it does drop, uh, I just did another uh, – so I'm a director, for those who don't know, also a podcast producer, but – uh, I did a new video that'll be dropping soon, uh, a little mm-hmm. little sketch video that Edgar was mm-hmm. kind enough to be in. Mm-hmm. Um, shout out to Sam Richardson for letting the shoot in his very nice house. Very nice house. Uh, truly one of the most surreal moments when you walk into his like home and it's just him playing Spider-Man yeah, on this giant on TV. On this gigantic fucking TV. With his big ass pool next to yeah, it. Yeah, and, and there's so much, maybe I shouldn't say this, but. I'll say it. So much weed everywhere. <laughs> it's legal here, baby. And that's true. Yeah. It was everywhere. Yeah. So that'll be, I mean, I've, we haven't even finished, like we just finished the first cut, so it's not out yet, but 
when it does drop, uh, I'll let you guys know. I'm sure Edgar, you'll be tagged in it and it will drop. That was my, that was the thing I came with her to plug, but really I just wanted to talk shit about representation and, Great, and the man. digital platform. Great. And uh, your final take on it was that you hate it and you want it to stop, right? Yeah, we need more white men. We need more straight white men from Great. Groundlings and UCB. Um, Great. I think they got some really important things to say. I th- I agree. Uh, great. Uh, anything else you wanted to plug? Uh, check me out on uh, Instagram, Twitter, Yay for Zig. Uh, we'll see if I have the ten thousand that they need. Mm-hmm. Probably not. Uh, check me out uh, at thatdudezig.com to see the shit that I've been making uh, directing wise and podcast. A lot of funny sh- comedic shorts. Thank you. We've been website. a good part. I produced uh, Sad Boy Edgar for you. You did produce Sad Boy Edgar. And we'll see if season two comes out. Yeah, I mean, you know, we're working on it. We're working on it. I sent you those scripts. Cody refuses to read them because <laughs> he's too busy fucking. I get it, but maybe one day you'll read those scripts. You got to dehyde this bit. So my mean, mom's definitely going to listen to this. Your mom listens to this. Your mom listen to this? She listens to everything that I'm on. Oh, wow. really? Oh. She's going to listen to this for real? She will. Hello, hello, hello Mama Zig. You should have heard what he was saying before. Oof, yeah, we had to cut out so much of this podcast because oh, of his this thoughts. Is terrible. On what I would call eugenics. And um, if you don't know what that is, Google it and uh, make sure you have private browsing on. Is your mama religious? Is your mom religious? Uh, she goes to church, but she's not religious. I don't think. Okay. But she, you know, she wants you to go to heaven and stuff like that. Oh, yeah, I think so. I mean, all the devil worship you were doing before. <laughs> my mom was very into my my Satan bits, by the way. So I think oh, she's she, cool with it. Yeah. She thinks it's funny that you believe in Satan. Hey, uh, the, follow the left hand path. Praise him. Okay, look, this is yo, look, we're not making this up. Yeah, we didn't. That you is just, not a bit. You no. just solidified <laughs> yeah. everything we just said. We just said I worked on <laughs> a show about devils and Satan, and I was really into it. So yeah, and again, he believes in eugenics. <laughs> that uh, I do not believe. <laughs> don't put eugenics. that evil on me. He thinks that we should euthanize people over a certain age. I don't know. Oh, wow, say this the age. bit is getting. I got to dehydrate this bit. We got to go to. Uh, this has been the show. <laughs> Did you? Did this you is remember? not your podcast, Cody. <laughs> did you? I mean, that time you told us you you made love to a sweet young lady on your mama's pillow. That shit was whack, man. Don't do that again. Yeah, like your mama put her head on oh that pillow. Oh my god, mom, do not that <laughs> please <be> too far. <laughs> the idea of making love only on a pillow. Only on the pillow. <laughs> yeah, you was crazy. You was on the floor off the bed. Yeah, you took the pillow off the bed. He was on the floor. I'm cutting my mic off. I'm done. <laughs> But that was for your that what's up, Cody's equals mom. Uh that all that stuff was not true. Except for Except the eugenics. The, and the pillow. <laughs> and the pillow. Oh God. Yeah. The devil worship shit was a lie. It's all fake. <laughs> that was, That's the one thing I'm not gonna die on. That's that was a lie. That was a lie. Uh Cody, it's been a pleasure. It's been a pleasure to finally have you on. The OG engineer. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, you mm-hmm. left us to, you know. Go work at Earwolf. I'm so glad that you left, you know, this black podcast to go work on, you know, the very black podcast over at Earwolf. Hey, you uh, know, they were like, hey, do you want to keep doing this predominantly black show? I was like, I can't. <laughs> I need more white folks in my life. Uh, That's a choice I actively things. made. You're doing big things. You're doing great things. Killing it from the inside. I, I see I see the moves. I see the work. I'm trying trying to, trying to uplift some folks. That's mm-hmm. the main goal. Right. Jaquise, do you got a deep cut of the week for us? I do. Great. So you know you know what it is. Follow us at Culture Kings Pod. Follow Jaquise at Jaquise Neal on all social media. Mm-hmm. Follow me at Edgar Mopas here on Twitter at Awfulgram on Instagram. Mm-hmm. Here is the deep cut of the week. It is from a Chicago rapper named Saba. Mm. It's one of his more popular. I mean, he doesn't have that many songs, but this isn't 
a deep cut for him, but maybe you never heard of him. So yeah, enjoy. Let's, on. let's enjoy Where Ideas Sing from 2017. Dope ass song. Right out to that. It's been a pleasure doing this for you guys. We'll be back Friday. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Like a villain would with a downtown of her in the hood in the hoop deal with the foot to support us. I made them listen. Our dream came true, premonition. Outside looking in like vicious. I see my city in the light that glistens. We on the move like auto tires. Auto pilot, no bull. This Chicago fire inspired minds out of all this. Artists came together and they worked the hardest. Long days, I am living proof. I cleaned the hallways. Now I'm on the stage, not a middle school play. But remember school days, I was bumping food and liquor, listening to Lupe. I was running to shade. I was at the open mic, then was every Tuesday, now we on the road cause we work profusely I seen like a renaissance, man it been our time Shout out everyone who brought it to the line Like, I remember when it started, yeah the stars aligned I remember sitting watching, now I'm on the line I remember we parking on the blue line I remember when I shopping by the green line We let the idea sing these new times All off two fingers up, peace sign Sundown, but somehow we still here getting dreams out. True to our roots, yeah, we seem to see it sprout. I know urban creatives who earning a paper, but currently earning and they were turning a nation. I used to be looking at everybody and waiting for my time until I realized that I gotta make it. Community spaceship, we all are the stars. The next generation keep pushing it forward. Young pioneers and my peers in the porch, we bringing it back home right where it started. I'm feeling my body by all of the love. I just bought a car, I was just riding the bus. Spoke out for my dream instead of biting my tongue. That's how I let my death seem, but now it's your turn. Your turn. Wherever you